Undisputed. Undefeated. Unmissable. Katie Taylor versus Jennifer Han for the lightweight championship. Saturday the 4th of September, live on The Zone. Game changed. Visit DAZN.com. Welcome along to the Rocky Road Boxing Podcast. I'm Kevin Byrne, and today I'm joined by a great guest in Hall of Fame boxing promoter, Barry Hearn. Now, before we get into things, on September 4th, join the zone as undisputed lightweight champion Katie Taylor returns to defend her titles against Jennifer Han at Headingley Rugby League Stadium in Leeds. Featherweight Josh Warrington will seek revenge as he takes on Mexico's Mauricio Lara in a rematch, and Conor Ben will go head-to-head with Adrian Granados in an exciting welterweight scrap. Barry, you're on a podcast to talk about an app a bit different to when you started out in sport. Well, it's a different world getting all together, isn't it, really? Uh, I think it's probably one of the reasons why I look at around me, I look at Eddie, my son and his team, and and I think probably it's my time to let them run the show because it is a different world. Social media is so important. Digital applications. And, you know, you just said it, you know, you tell us fight, which is a massive fight for a massive global Superstar is live and exclusive on DAZN, a sports streaming service that a few years ago we wouldn't have contemplated, would we? You know, it's a big players. Is it Sky? Is it BT? Is it the terrestrial stations? But the world has changed and broadcasters around the world are, are changing the basis of how they produce and show sport. You know, it's not just a subscription basis. It's maybe on individual purchases. It's it's targeted to different levels of audience. You know, in boxing, we've seen ASI Logan Paul. You know, we've seen influencers become fighters, and yet they're not really good enough to be called fighters in the traditional sense. And in the same way we're seeing superstars, you'd never imagine see Katie Taylor uh, Josh Warrington, Connor Ben, all these great fighters on one night on stream service. It's unheard of, isn't it? But it's the future. Were you tentative when you first heard about the plans to, to cross over from Sky Sports? Because relationships with broadcasters have been the backbone of your business for decades. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. My business, me, I wouldn't be where I am now without Sky. There's no doubt about that. Um, but times are coming for a change. You know, you get great football clubs, have great managers, and they have to make a change every now and again. So when DAZN came along with us, we, we started with them in Germany, Italy, Spain, Canada, and we did a massive deal with them in North America. We started getting a flavour of what they were about. And they started to understand a little bit about us as well because, you know, we're very passionate about all of our sport, whether it's dart or snooker or boxing. You know, this is our life. This is what we do. And and we want to control it. We want to have influence on production and talent and presentation. And the zone came with, you know, I have to say, a breath of fresh air for us. And I think if I was, you know, I would never criticise Sky because they've been so important to my business and my life. I think they got a little bit arrogant, a little bit complacent. They didn't really think, they thought they was untouchable. And you know what, Kevin? No one's untouchable, you know? No one's untouchable. And as we deal with fighters, talent, 
talent is king, you know. It's all about the talent. So the world had changed in place. It was a very difficult decision to leave Sky. And we're still with them on the darts and a variety of other programming. And they've done a great job for us. Pay-per-view model, I think personally, is going to change over the next few years. In the man in the streets beginning to look at his expenses and saying, some of this is too expensive. So, you know, we have to think, where where do we want to go? We want to appeal to a very wide audience. We're not just restricted to the UK. We want to appeal to a global audience. And the Zone had the budget to allow us to make fights and cards that were beyond our comprehension a year ago. Mm. The type of money they're throwing into boxing is going to change boxing. It's going to change fighters' lives. It's going to give, hopefully, fight fans a better quality of, of fight entertainment. And it's going to change the world of television. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, easy for me to say, but they're prepared to get. they put their money where their mouth is, that's for sure. So we give them that big shot and see what happens. Yeah, it's all about the rules. Um, you're, you've retired this year, so how, how's uh, life after kind of such a hands-on role yeah. treating you? Like, what are you up to it, these days? It's, it's good and it's different for me, you know. People that know me know how I'm engrossed with this business. I, you know, I'm in awe of people with talent. I love putting on a show. And, you know, I've, I've had a fantastic 45 years in the sports business. But I would say with digital applications and social media, the world is changing. And young people are the future. And I've over the years, I've built up a really good team headed now by Eddie, my son, but a really great team of youngsters that I think uh, they, they they deserve their day in the sun. And, you know, it is, it's, it's not easy for me to sort of say, oh, that's not my, that's not my bag anymore, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm all over it like a rash. I think I'm getting back, Eddie, slowly. I think it's going to take some time before, you know, as I say, I'm playing a lot more sport myself. I started playing for Essex over 70s cricket. I'm loving that. You know, I'm, I'm going to try my best to get in the, in the national team next year. So fitness, if I can stay fit and strong, you know, I'm a very competitive person. I love my golf, you know. I love business as well, and that's what's given me such a special buzz over five years. So it's going to be it's going to be tough, but I'll get there. And, and you know what? I have to get there because, as we've seen, you know, everybody's only here for a short space of time, mate. So let's make the most of it. Keep a smile yeah. on our face and perhaps don't take ourselves too seriously. Yeah, let's try not to. Yeah. Um, Barry, in, in the matchroom stable, like, and uh, in the company you founded, Katie Taylor's the latest kind of Irish big name you've had or you have, but there's a long list there, like from Eamon Lochran to Steve Collins, Darren Corbett, Neil, Neil Sinclair, yeah. Paul McCluskey, Carl Frampton. You must have um, good memories of working with Irish. Well, listen, yeah, I mean, some, some good, some bad. Oh, no, no. I think as you look back on things, even the bad becomes good, you know, because you're just happy to be there. I mean, see, it's difficult sometimes, you know, I'm talking to you, you're in a proud origin of the court. And so if I'm complimentary to origin, it sounds like I'm trying to butter you up. But I've never really had a bad day in Ireland. You know, it's always been a good crack. If sometimes we'll have a disagreement, you know, sometimes, I mean, me and Steve Collins had a very well publicized court case for 20 odd days. You know, I lost that one. One other things, and life goes on. Mustn't take it too seriously. But I'm, the passion of the fans is what I'm always looking for. You know, you go to the darts, whether you're going to the darts in Dublin or whether you're going to the darts in Belfast, it's a proper crack. You know, 
Uh, I'm desperately trying to bring you know a few other events over. We've got the snooker coming soon, but I'd like to do some more snooker. You know, in it. <laughs> I'd like to do more snooker in Ireland. Period, because I think there's a demand for it. But, you know, I do find that I can relate to people that like to have fun, and when it comes to having proper fun. You're not too bad off in an Irish crowd. No? Yeah, yeah. It's so, some of the fighters I listed above have uh, brilliant attributes. There's punchers, there's people with great chins, there's, you know, there's people with great technique and talent. But if you had to pick of the Irish boxers you worked with, different aspects to make the perfect fighter, uh, what, what would you carefully select? I mean, it's, it's difficult because the vast majority of Irish fighters will have a, have a tear up, a row, you know. They take a shot, they'll give a shot. Um, there's a few that don't. Steve Collins was a technical fighter and very, very capable, very capable. And he was world level, you know. Emma Loughran had a, I think I always thought it was a short career because he was a really good fighter, but he had one loss. He'd made his money and he was more of a businessman fighter, you know. He went, well, that'll do me. A tough old game. Uh, you know, he had to make a lot of sacrifices, Aiden, you know, living, living in London or you know, coming away from his family and all that sort of stuff was very difficult. You know, the great thing, I judge fighters a little bit more that what do they do with themselves after their career? Why not more fascinating? We all know they're brave. We all know they do things that normal people can't, like punishment they give. And when I look at them afterwards, that's when, you know, that's when I really get pleased. And I Aiden often will be my number one because he's he's become, a, you know, he's a successful man. He's a, oh, yeah, sure he's, I think he's, a, he's probably a bit of a tight bloke, Aiden. He doesn't give you too much away, you know, but he's looked after himself. He's looked after his family. And he's, he's an inspiring figure for me, you know. To the other thing is about who makes you laugh the most. I think Aaron Corbett made me laugh more than anybody else. He's just a character, bigger than life, marginal character. I've no idea what Aaron's doing now. You might know. But I can tell you this. When he fought at Kings or Belfast, I mean, the atmosphere was proper. It was a special night, you know. And he was a little bit. I mean, he, he would do his Elvis, Elvis Presley impersonations in the ring, if you remember. Well, he used to knock someone over, you know. I liked him a lot. I thought he was good fun to have him around. Well, of the, of the Irish fighters I've listed out that you've worked with, you've got like Collins, Frampton, Taylor, all went on to become, you know, all became world champions or, or won world titles. But there's a couple there like Corbett, Neil Sinclair and Paul McCluskey, all, all probably... And they had crowd pleasers. You know, I thought my, you know, I thought Majuski was very unlucky. Yeah, he pops Amy O'Connor, if you know. Yeah. Got stuck on a cut. Worst topic I've seen in my in my career. I'm a tiny, tiny cut. Never really understood why. Um, never got the truth about why that stopped. But you know, he, they were all capable fighters. They they got found out as most fighters do. You know, very very well, hardly any fighters ever retire undefeated, do they? Mm. Boxing is not just about the pugilistics. It's about the entertainment and the personality of, you know, in today's world of social media, you could make an argument to say it's probably more important to be famous than to be good, which is a bit dangerous, really, you know? Yeah. When you see these guys, the influencers and social media stars making millions, and you think, you know what, perhaps when I was younger, you were younger, we could have held our own with those type of kids easy, but we never be a proper fighter, you know. But, you know, it's, it's interesting to watch everyone and personalities. To me, the whole world of sport is about personalities, you know, and, and a lot of people say that we're short of personalities today because it's all about winning, isn't it? 
parents. The athletes today are better mentored, better tutored, better educated, better protected, better advised. But sometimes along the journey, they're coached out of having a personality. Boxers always got a personality because if you didn't have one, you couldn't really survive in such a game. Sometimes it's a braggadoso, you know, as Don King would say, you know, and sometimes it's just having fun. I mean, some of them are very funny people, but they come from, where they come from, boxing is their exit, is their way out. We should never forget that normal people can't be professional boxers. Do hard for humans like us. So these guys should all be on a pedestal. That's why you know, I look at the design deal and I see, I'm seeing the purses we are paying fighters now and thinking, Jesus, you know, I never paid anywhere near that amount of money because it just simply wasn't there. But along the way, this money has been generated and fighters today, properly advised, will not be retiring skin like they've done 20 years ago, 30 years ago, you know? How many boxers have packed up their career and what have they got for it? All the damage, what have they got? Today's fighters being better advised, making more money, and they'll be hopefully financially secure at the end of their fight career because they deserve it. Undisputed, undefeated, unmissable. Katie Taylor versus Jennifer Han for the lightweight championship. Saturday the 4th of September, live on The Zone. Game changed. Visit DAZN.com. How's the journey been uh, involved in Katie Taylor's career? Because obviously massively famous back home in Ireland. People know her quite well, but also feel like they're kind of a step removed. Don't know her as much. You've been there in the inner circle. And there's a good video of you, um, uh, you know, after, I- after the professional debut. You say, it's a great sport, but look at the house on the hill and say, I've got six more like this. And that's when you know you've been successful. Uh, I mean, I'm afraid in today's world, we have to judge it financially as well, you know. I mean, I always say to everyone, old meals at the Olympics are great. You can't eat them. Well, you can if you want to break your teeth, you know. Mm. Um, Belts are lovely. You know, we all, and and those are the things that make memories for you, but don't necessarily change your life for the benefit of yourself and your family. Your first obligation is to yourself, and the second obligation is to your family, and the third obligation is to your is to your community. The fourth is the country you come from. So once there are four ticks you've got, four boxes you've got to tick. When you get someone like Katie Taylor, she ticks those four boxes. I mean, I've been around a long time and met a lot of people. I mean, I, my first woman boxer was odd years ago was the Princess of Gdansk, Gdansk, Poland. It was like tough as old booth. So I've, I've seen it, and, I, and I'm not saying I'm a, I was a wonderful, I wasn't a committed woman boxing fan, if you like, you know what I mean? I was a bit old-fashioned. And then over a period of time, someone like Coach Seneca and actually changed the whole sport on her own. That's what people don't understand. All the girls that are boxing today have very good high standard. They should dip their cap, nod their head in, in respect to Katie Taylor. Because she's given them the opportunity by her example. I'm not easily impressed with people. I spent a couple of days, I went, I played the old head. It's a great goal. Katie Taylor, Brian Peters, her manager, came, came down for a couple of days and stayed over with us. Just for the crack, you know. I was so impressed. This is a lovely, lovely, lovely person. I mean, I can't, not, not just 
ferocious in the ring, but the sweetness and the gentleness of her outside of the ring is an inspiration to be around. You know, she's a private person. She doesn't, she's not bashy, she lets her a boxing, but she's totally committed, totally professional, which is why, you know, she's moved to a training camp to America. You know, she wants to be the best she can be, and she's shown to her success in the ring how women can have that opportunity. And in the same time, she's changed her life and her family's life. But most importantly, it's the entertainment value, the memories that she's given us. I was at Madison Square Gardens when I think she boxed her Simmons. I mean, that was one of the toughest fights I've ever seen. Never mind, it was it wasn't about women's boxing, it was about boxing. And that's the ultimate compliment. But of all the people I've met, I don't think I've ever met a better personality. It's a type of girl you'd be proud to say she was your daughter. And for an Irishman like you, proud to say she's a fellow Irishman. Yeah, absolutely absolutely. Well, she's representing the country very, very well on the world stage, that's for sure. And she keeps you know, as long as she keeps winning and taking, she's taking, um, I think what's most impressive probably about Katie Taylor is her willingness to take on the best opponents as well, which leads to good fights. She could take on easier opponents. She tends to take on the best. I think that's the way she is. She wants to test herself all the time. As you know, it's going to get harder. She's not getting any younger. Uh, I think she's like King Canute. She's sitting there sending the tide back at the moment quite well. I expect her to win against Han next Friday. Um, but there's some big fights out there in America that we're getting ready for her. And she never has turned down one opponent in the years she's been with us. It couldn't have been, you know, like everything. They were, Katie's not a pushover. She wants to get paid. She wants what she's due. She, mm. she wants to respect you. Apart from that, she is, it's effortless looking after her. It's a joy. It's an absolute joy. And that's something I don't say about a lot. Yeah, because mo- a lot of boxers will give you a lot of pushback. They'll give you a lot of problems. You don't really get uh, most, uh, There's a lot of fighters that really, they want us, you know, I don't blame them. I'll be the same. They want as easy a fight as they can get for as much money as they can make. But you know, we have to remember the boxing industry is fueled by the fans. You know, if at the end of the day, you've got to be promoting shows like Eddie. You know, I mean, Joshua could have had an easy fight, for example. Who did he choose? He, he said, he's, well, I'll do my mandatory. He said, that's Alexander Usyk. That's a tough fight. Usyk's a great, great fighter. I know he's a cruiserweight, but he's, get, he's he's obviously been in training to become a heavyweight for the last 12 months. He's put on a lot of muscle. Technically, he's a, he's a very good fighter. Joshua's still the favourite, but it's a real fight. So great champions like Joshua and Katie Taylor don't turn down challenges. They actually work on the basis of, listen, pay me the most you can possibly pay me, of course, because I want the reward, but I will honour my duty, fans, the broadcasters, the sponsors, be involved in a proper fight. I'm not looking for an easy way out. And that's how you judge great. Yeah, that's a dangerous fight at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, big time, big time. There's a lot of people, I think, that are probably looking at Usyk and thinking, you don't want to fight him if you're Anthony Joshua because you're jeopardising the Tyson Fury fight, but what can you do? Well, I mean, I'm not sure about his Tyson Fury fight because that fight was made at a huge amount of money coming from Saudi Arabia to stage him. Maybe I'm getting old. I don't think Tyson Fury fight, you know. 
it could have it, they could have worked much harder to try and get that right. We could have done a deal with Deontay Wilder, I'm sure. It's only money. Um, just go away for a few months, Deontay, get your chance later. Um, but Ice and Fury in his camp never made an effort, never made an effort to get rid of Deontay. They jumped at it. They signed a contract in 24 hours. Uh, it, it, there were things I did that didn't smell right to me in terms of do you really want the Joshua fight? Now, there's a lot of people out there who think that Tyson Fury can beat Anthony Joshua. I think differently. But what I have as a fight fan, I want to have the opportunity to see a fight because that's what you're in boxing for. That's why we are promoters. We want to do the biggest. Tyson Fury's announcement a year previously uh, thanks Daniel Kinnan for setting up the fight. Put the fight in jeopardy also, didn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, this is the thing. You know, you can't. No, I can't dictate to anybody who's going to be advising them or promoting them or televising them. That's their own decision. You know, we're all, once you're over 21, you're a man. You make your own decisions, don't you? But all I do is look after mine and my own. And Anthony Joshua is very close to us. He's developed with us a relationship where he's more than a fighter. He's, he's a friend as well. But he's prepared to go into the lion's den and face anyone. So it wasn't Joshua that walked away from Titan Fury. Uh, and I just keep my fingers crossed as a fight fan that they both have been there for fights and it comes through. And hopefully we can be seeing that fight in February, March next year. So I know, um, I know you're leaving the promotion of Katie Taylor up to your son, Eddie, who in that video in 2016, you said, uh, he's going to make you money. I'm sure that because he's a mercenary bastard, you said it to Katie Taylor in the dressing room. So you're, you're taking a kind of backseat as a fan. What would you like to see Katie Taylor achieve in the rest of her career? Because there's talk about going to welterweight to fight Jessica McCaskill. There's talk of kind of super fight crossovers with MMA people. Uh, the Serrano fight is out there. What would you like to see as a, as a fan, I guess, but with a vested I, I interest? I, I really, I'm a big Katie Taylor fan and I want the best for Katie Taylor. Now, that means two things. One, I want her to win fights. I want her, you know, to, not to be injured. I mean, boxing is a dangerous game, you know. So I never, yeah, you don't want people to stay in it too long. And, and Katie Taylor's already created this a wonderful image of herself and her contribution to boxing. and an Irish sport. I, I don't, I'm not as a fighter, as a fight promoter or manager in the part. I'm a little bit, I'm uneasy about moving up too much in weight because, you know, Amy Taylor was, is a great lightweight. Of course, she can move up. It's, it's quite easy to move up half a stone, you know. Maybe I can move up half a stone in one good weekend. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, we've all been there. But, now, you do you find your punching power doesn't have the same effect as you move up in weight. Generally speaking, power that your opponent has is more dangerous. So the idea of that of moving up in weight is yeah, game has got to be a huge, huge purse. We're gonna start looking down that rate. I like the Serrano fight, I think that's a brilliant fight, and I think that's one that Katie would win. And I think she'd look very good in. I'm not too keen on this. Crossover to mixed martial arts. Peter Taylor is an icon of boxing, does not need to be involved in circuses. Again, I'm a bit old fashioned, I know. And I suppose eventually you go where the money is. But for me, I'd like to see Katie enjoy her life, enjoy her career, 
maybe give it another two years, hopefully be unbeaten in two years, and then just move more towards just inspiring people by her presence because she is an icon of the sport and we should treasure her. We spoke about uh, being able to go up half a stone in a weekend and I suppose a healthy supply of Beamish or something like that would uh, help out. And it brings me to my next question because you did, Collins, you back in, um, yeah. in Hill Street all the, in all those years yeah. ago, you know. And do you think... Um, do you ever kind of think about what sort of an atmosphere that could be generated if Katie Taylor was to have a fight in Ireland? Cork has been spoken yeah. about. Obviously, Dublin is there. I, I think, that, yeah, I think that's something that they've looked at. I mean, again, God, don't underestimate Katie Taylor's global appeal. And again, our job, of course, we want to create great shows, but we also have to maximise the revenue for our time. Katie is a huge draw in America. And unlikely. America have a different view on women's ball. They reward women athletes really well. Uh, they warm, especially an Irish, an Irish woman, you know, who fights. There's a, there's something in, I don't know whether you write a song about it, but there's something in, in the whole whole thing about the Irish image, the imagery about what is Irish people. Like. If you go to Boston and you know you you Surrounded by people that probably generation Irish, but they're still Irish. So I think we, I'd love to see Katie enjoy herself for the next few years, establish herself as the greatest of all time women boxers. Um, not, I'm not, as I say, I'm not keen on mixed martial arts crossover fights. I think Serrano would be a great, great fight, be a war as well. Uh, moving up in weight comes with a lot of risk. But a home, you can't see a homecoming fight in the next uh, in the next year uh, or two. I would. You never say never because it just depends what the demand is. And we're all, we're really all broadcasters more than anyone else for, for that type of money, you know. And if someone wants to do a massive fight in America, that's Catsky or something like that, they may put so much money on the table that you can't turn it down. Yeah. But again, it's, I've learned my lessons in forty-five years that. Most of my predictions are absolutely shit, you know. <laughs> um, is your memory of Collins Eubank like solely because yourself and Collins fell out in the in, in the year yeah, afterwards? Was, yeah, these things happen in boxing, didn't they? I mean, I disagree with Collins, you disagree with me. All right, we do mean what does it matter? Um, it was a great he was a great fight. One thing I will say, he was very smart, Collins. You know, he got into Eubank's head, if you remember, with the I've been hypnotized. Skin's been hypnotized, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and it, it worked. I mean, and I think also Collins was a beneficiary of the Michael Watson Eubank fight because when Michael Watson was injured by Eubank, in my view, Eubank was never the same fighter afterwards, particularly in finishing a fight. You know, he was quite happy to be 10, and he was brave as a lion, and he, Eubank had a great chin. Now, he was a counter puncher rather than an aggressor. He, he lacked that, that, that killer attitude, if you like. I mean, he dropped Collins at the street and just looked at him for, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 seconds without doing anything. That's not what fighters do, but for some reason Eubank did it. But having said that, it was a great night out. He happened to be a woods. Yeah, he won. Um, just before we go, we've only got a couple more questions, and thanks so much for your time, Barry. Um in the main event of Katie Taylor's fight with Jennifer Han, uh, Josh Warrington is doing something that, you know, real fighters do. Like, it's a brave call. It takes balls. We saw Anthony Joshua do it with Andy Ruiz. Yeah. He lost yeah. his titles, went back and rematched them. 
And uh, Josh Warrington has a really risky fight against a guy who knocked him out. Uh, what do you think of that taking that fight? Well, I mean, that's, that's off to Josh Warrington. I'm not surprised. I mean, I think, I don't know what was, what was in Josh Warrington's head for the first fight. I mean, Lara is a good fighter. He's a tough Mexican and he can punch. But Josh seemed to want to just blow him away, you know. And it doesn't happen at that level, you know. You've got to give the other kid respect, have a look. I think tactically Josh Warrington got it wrong last time and I think he's gone back, talked to his team and analysed the fight and realised, I got it wrong. You know, he should have been a little bit more out of range. He should have been a bit more counter-punching rather than the aggressor. Because I think you can hit Lara. You can hit him all night with a sledgehammer. I don't think you're going to put him. So, technically, I believe Josh Warrington is a far superior boxer, far superior boxer. And if he fights, like, the brain, instead of just thinking, oh, I've got to show it, you know, you look at it. Lots of fighters like Lara in Mexico, you know. Sometimes records can be very misleading. You have to look at the style of the fight and you have to look who's been in, the age of his fights. He, he came, a lot of people said that this was a tough fight when he first came in. I believe Josh Warrington deserves all the praise in the world for taking a fight as dangerous as this. Because you have to ask the question, you know, what's going on in Josh's head? As he worked it out and said, I boxed poorly last time, I can do this and win on points or late stoppage comfortably. I believe that's what he can do. But as he worked it out, that what happens if he gets beat by Lara? Where does his career go? Because that's... That's, if that thought, that negative thought gets in your head, then you've got a problem. He's a super kid. I believe he's a great fighter, and I believe his team and him will get it right this time around. But it comes with a huge risk. But isn't, again, <laughs> I love my fighters, but isn't this the type of fight we want to see as fight fans? Or do we want to see Josh Warrington in a 10-rounder against the Milkman from somewhere? No. See, that's not what boxing's about. Doesn't make us nice people. But no, rough and rough and ready all the way. Actually, speaking speaking of clashes with a bit of an edge, right? Before I let you go, Barry, with a proper build up, how much do you think you could charge on pay per view for Mark Allen against Rianne Evans? <laughs> now that's not a nice question. No, not a not a boxing match. Not a boxing. No, no, I, mean, no, I no. mean a contest, a proper big snooker contest. You like you know? This is that was it. It was a. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's. Uh, I mean, do you know people? Like, I mean, you know, I'm an angel. You know, hundred percent, hundred percent angel. The number of people thought I fixed that. Good. I mean, it's unbelievable. I kept saying, I can't fix a draw. It comes out of a computer. Blah blah blah. No one believes me at all. So <laughs> yeah. I've, I've given up saying it. I've given up denying it. Mm-hmm. It was box office. It was one of those super matches which got full pages in. In all the newspapers, not not just the Irishers, but you know, Daily Mail, he had two full pages on that man, and it, it lived up to it. And again, it comes back to what does the punter want to see? How are we progressing for? How are we expanding for? We're doing it by controversy, we're doing it by promotion, we're doing it by personality, we're doing it by excitement. And that's what sport does for the whole country. We don't, you know, you know we don't talk about colour, religion. Nationality, talk about sport, the unified world. And that's what makes sport so special. And that's why our Olympic Games do unify, you know, unifying the world at the moment. The Olympics was wonderful to see. 
When your team does well, you feel proud and you go to work with a smile on your face. This is sport. It's the biggest thing in the world. And the controversy of, of matches like Mark Allen and Leander, yeah, it adds to it, you know, and it, it's just talking about things. And it's nice. Were you, were you, were you at that? Uh, I was going to say fight. I was going to say fight. fight. Were you at that match? Did you attend? No, I didn't attend. I was, uh, I was following every point, every <laughs> point, because, yeah, I, I've, this year I think I have 650 event days. So it's pretty tough to get all of them, but. I, I haven't left the house in two years, for God's sake. No, no, no but I see, but I've been busy. I'm always yeah. busy. I'm planning. Uh, and I love, love the industry. I love my job and I love watching people get change their lives. That's one of the things I look at Katie Taylor before and after, if you like. I look at Anthony Joshua before and after. The greatest compliment to all of us that love sport is these sportsmen and women rest their lives. Well, look, it's a nice note to end on. Barry Hearn. Thanks so much for your time tonight. Always a pleasure, Kerry. Thanks much for Much appreciated me. for joining us on the Rocky Road. We will see you again, I hope. And uh, keep enjoying your retirement. I'm going to do my best, mate. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to enjoy myself, that's for sure. Yeah. You look after yourself and stay healthy now, will you guys, yeah? Take care. Cheers. Undisputed. Undefeated. Unmissable. Katie Taylor versus Jennifer Han for the lightweight championship. Saturday the 4th of September, live on The Zone. Game changed. Visit DAZN.com.